Kim Romero, and John Caro are the voices of B is Bridgie. Thanks so much for coming to The Antidote. Thank you for having us. Pleasure to be on. I do have to ask you, why B is Bridgie? I really don't see how you chose the name. It's actually my aunt's green name. I love my aunt. I think she's the cutest and the most creative ever. So I just chose B as Bridgie. I named my band after my aunt. <laughs> well, isn't that sweet? <laughs> you said she's the creative one. What about the two of you? Aren't you the creative ones now? I think John is the more musically creative, and I just naturally got to be part of his creativity. And you provide the sweet vocals. Yes, I do. And sometimes he lets me write the songs, too. <laughs> it's always nice to be part of the package, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's fun. It's a dream come true. I'd like to hear from the two of you. What are your music roots? Like, how did music start for the two of you? Uh, uh, being uh, brought up with the, the my family, my, my dad, the big influence on me, he was like a DJ, karaoke DJ. Oh, yeah. So, at first, you know, he started playing, you know, all kinds of records through the, the family stereo. It had a microphone. And uh, I started singing through that, and I heard to hear my dad play Beatles, the Beatles to Frank Sinatra, and uh, so I got into whatever he was listening to, and then started singing in the microphone, because he happened to have a microphone to that, that then eventually he started doing, um, being karaoke machine home, and, you know, and I always just follow whatever he did, and sing along, and my favorite thing was to sing to, they had uh, karaoke tracks for the monkeys, and I loved singing to that, it just started from there. And what about you, Kim? For me, I'm just a typical girl that likes to sing the music and always dreamed of being in a band. And like I said, I got lucky to meet John and he kind of humored me and just let me use some of my lyrics I had. I spent many years just writing on my website um, different poems. And one day, John let me just take those words and throw them into his music. So that's how it started with the song Blossom. Blossom. Was that your first song? Yes, that was my first song. It was back in maybe 2007. I'm not sure. Ah, that was a question I was going to have because the earliest B is Bridgie song that I was able to find is Time and Time Again. And that was 2009. Did you make Blossom disappear? Blossom is actually, there's a YouTube video for it. We can't find the audio for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I saw the website, but I do have it documented because I'm a documenter. Well, I do have to say that time and time again is a bit of a disturbing song. Tear me off if you're going to do the predictable things. I've grown to know. Break me up, tear me up, burn me up, make me feel one again. That does not sound like an enjoyable relationship. Yeah, that was a relationship that was just not really real to me. And I think I was in an emotional time in my life. But now that I look back at it, it's kind of like how me and God are together. Like he kind of has to chasten me to get me back where I'm supposed to be. 
some of the songs, I didn't even know why I wrote them. Maybe it was just some like, you know, like the emo music. I think I was listening to a lot of emo music. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what came out of my heart, you know, out of the heart comes the art, I say. And I think that was me during that time. But now I look at it, it's like, oh, I can use this when I go through hard times, you know, and the Lord just is using things to chasten me and it's everything's going to be good between me and God again. Sometimes we just have to go through things, I believe, to walk better with him, to get back on track. You mentioned about emo music. You wouldn't describe Be As Bridgie as being emo, though, would you? Definitely not. And actually, that song that you're talking about was written by two guys from New Jersey, and they let me use their music, and I just put my lyrics in there. So I think that's why I'm not selling that song. That was a whole different time in my life. You're right. When Be As Bridgie began, was this just for fun? Or did you actually have serious intentions for the band? Oh, no, it's for fun. Definitely for fun. And you've been at it a long time. The music is still fun, is it? Yeah, it definitely is fun. And I feel like I like looking back at all the songs and see how I get a little better each time I record. Because I was very shy and embarrassed to even sing in front of John when I did Blossom. Yeah, there's one song, actually the first song, I had no intention for someone to sing over it. Well, I did. The song I wrote where it was just a instrumental, but I had that song kind of reserved for a female vocal to, to go over it. Mm-hmm. I started to know Kim around that time, and I said, oh, that's the perfect time to see if she's interested in singing over it. And actually, that's when it really actually started. Well, I really want to know this. I I guess this question would be the same for every artist. Why make music? Like, what are you getting out of it? Well, before I just, like I said, I just wrote a lot. And since John is a musician, I thought that would be so amazing to just sing along. And now that I'm here today, I'm actually doing Bible music now, like, reading through a chapter of Genesis, let's say, Mm -hmm. and turning it into music so I can sing along and I can look back. I might mess up a month later after doing that Bible study, but I have that song again and I can go to the Bible and study and learn from it, my mistakes. So I think today I can say that about writing music. Then is all of the music of Be As Bridgie Christ-focused? Um, today, for sure. Like you said, whenever you heard that first song, um, that was emotions and just what I was going through. And I was Christian at that time too, but I think it was more emotional. And today, the music I write for the Bible songs for the I Am A Wall website, that is more intentional. And, and it's still me and what I went through Sometimes I can write in that way, or I can also write just what I see that God is saying in the study that I'm doing. In 2010, another song about relationships came out. The documentary says, Our smiles were the perfect hint. The first day, but was it love? 
we looked in each other's eyes, and we knew that God knew that we know that it was pure. We knew we know. So I'd like to hear, is love always easy? No, it's not. And that was actually just a dream I had. It wasn't even real. (laughs) (laughs) So that is a dreamy song because during that time in my life, I was just, oh, I want to be married. And I, you know, I just was planning things. Just I was in my head a lot, I guess you can say. And whatever I was thinking it all day long, I dreamed it. (laughs) So then I just wrote it out, wrote the lyrics out. And then eventually, years later, John just helped me turn that into a song. Yeah, and actually that's the one documentary is the one where I wrote mm-hmm. uh, instrumentally only with, a, with the intent of a uh, uh, female vocalist singing over because, uh, you know, a lot of 90s bands I grew up listening to, there were a bunch of female fronted bands that inspired me to write music. And one of them was called The Sundays. And so I started writing music like that too as well who've brought up the 90s and that of course directly relates to the sound of B is Bridgie I mean really it's like you guys are coming from a different time and place because it, it is so 90s for sure and uh there's definitely a special time in my life where I grew up and uh that music still is something that I still listen to to this day I I still I do listen to a lot of new modern bands but you know obviously naturally stuff I prefer to listen to to for the most part, just stuff that came back on that, around that era. Well, really, what it reminds me of is artists like Miss Sanjee, Morellas Forest, Bon Voyage, and, you know, maybe a, a bit more remotely like Sixpence, None the Richer. Did any of those bands actually have an effect on your style? I love Miss Sanjee, and I still listen to her in the car. She has some new stuff out right now, too. Yeah, um, I, Sixpence is a huge influence on me. Because um, they they have a kind of a tie to that sound, you know. Like uh, we closely related them, you know. Because back back in the scene, early, especially in the early Christian music scene, when I was around, we always kind of compared bands to a lot of the secular bands out there. Like there's always a band that sounded like you know the Smashing Pumpkins. There's always a band that sounded like Nirvana, mm-hmm. uh, Christian scene, you know. And then MXPX, I guess a lot. Of, that punk band, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's our Green Day before the scene or something like that. Um, Sixpence was definitely like a band like that sounded like the Sundays to me. So when I first heard them, oh, I definitely uh, was a big fan of Sixpence for sure. Great music. You could tell the musicianship in that is, is, was amazing. You guys had a three-year gap between the documentary and your official debut EP, 500 Words. What was happening in those few years? Just going through experiencing other things outside of music that would just take over. Sometimes, you know, if you're especially going through something serious, it's kind of hard to be creative or inspired to write. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be going through something major, but just generally just super busy. And John has his own music he writes, so he was probably writing for that. And I was a preschool teacher and busy with my daughter, so we didn't come out with 500 words until... Olive, my daughter, was one, and I I asked John if he would write an EP for me, and he did that. And he is in, he was in c- control of all the lyrics for that mm-hmm. because I asked him just to do it really quick. <laughs> he wrote that in a week. Seriously. He basically took everything I was thinking and made it into a song. 
Yeah. He's responsible for that, and I just sang. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, what were you guys aiming for with the 500 words release? I had just had a baby, and I think it just made me a little more, like, courageous or something. And I wanted to go out and, you know what, let's let's record, like, an album or EP or whatever. And I'm going to go out, and I'm going to perform now. Because I was, like, super shy, and I am an introvert. So, I don't know. I think just being a mom gave me that boost of power or something. And so, I did just play anywhere like I played art shows and the biggest one I played at was on because I played different art shows I got to perform on a battleship for a fourth of July party but I went up there and liven the party I guess you never say just a mom mom are way tougher than guys oh definitely well you know everybody sees moms as just a mom so I just go with it but I know being a mom is the most amazing thing to ever happen to me I like I waited and dreamed for that day. So it's not that I was like, oh, I need to go out and fulfill my dreams. I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to go sing now. I'm going to go do some more stuff. It wasn't like I didn't feel like I lived my life fully because I always felt that I did. Well, I want to say that that EP includes one of my favorites from you guys. The other night, here's your complimentary broken heart that you tried to fix last night. Stop ignoring the helping hands that try to hold you up. Soon the sun will rise and give a chance to dance another day. I understand what that song is saying, but what was it that inspired that? Um, there's people in our lives that we may come in conflict with, and also it's kind of about us trying to see how they, we can help them out. One of the obvious things that can help them out is you know trying to put your faith in God. Mm-hmm. and people that we know we're in conflict with or trying to help out don't look to, to God, so therefore mm-hmm. they're kind of stuck in a rut, and they keep on denying. So it's like all you can do is just kind of this, I guess, expressing frustration and also that here, here's, here's a, a, something that might be good for you, but it's, it's something that they choose their own path. You know, I'm really curious. The two of you are doing the songwriting, you know, both musically and lyrically. Are the two of you always on the same page? No, definitely not. We're two different people, but I did sing that. But after my daughter got a little older, I went back and listened to the music. Hey, actually, I didn't think that way, but I was just singing it because that's what was given to me, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's where I think the one, um, what's that song called? High Road? Yeah, High Road in... 2018 that's when I started like having more time to think and I was like hey like John wrote the lyrics for High Road and I said I'm gonna start tweaking the words a little because I don't think that way anymore so that's when I started contributing again to the music and it ended up leading to this whole thing where I really got back into spending time with God and reading my Bible again and praying and going to church again so There was a time in my life where I feel like I was distant from God. I did read my Bible and pray, but I needed to really just live in obedience from what I read. And even till this day, the same thing. And I think that's why I keep writing now, because now I have something really to write about. 
and it's about Jesus in my relationship, and I can share that with people. Sometimes it's about Jesus. <laughs> Sometimes you're out to have some fun. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I know about Josie and the Pussycats, but how does that actually relate to the Be As Bridgie's song, Ollie and the Pussycats? So my daughter was having a birthday party, and I decided to do the theme of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> and there's photos online of that, too, if anybody wants to Google that one. Um, so John just wrote the song, and all of my daughter actually is at the end of it. <laughs> How old is Olive now? She's now 10. And is she going to become a part of Be As Bridgie? She probably will. She's naturally a singer. Like, I have to really try to be on key, but Olive is just natural. Now, there's certainly something more to you because your artistic side goes beyond just making music. So this isn't just audio art. You also do visual art. Yes. So, like in the 90s, when I was in high school, I used to paint for my aunt. Her business is BC Magnet Creations. So I painted on round magnets. Mm -hmm. And so she has detailed art. I can do detailed art too. I just... I guess it depends what they people want from me. Um, I was her um, sweatshop girl, I would call myself. <laughs> so one day, after I had graduated high school, a few years later, I was like, I want to paint on something round too, like her. You know, I want to be like my aunt, you know, Bridget from Be As Bridgie. <laughs> so I, I love the bottle cap belt. I had one of those. Oh, right. Paint on a bottle cap. Those are free. And I like upcycling. I'm all about that. So I also love music. I want to make a band pin out of this. Like at first I would do my own designs and then I was like, you know what? I was on MySpace and I started asking bands and that's how I met John actually from his band Stairwell. I messaged them and they were performing and I made a sample for them and I went and handed them the sample and then they bought like a hundred from me. <laughs> so... And then they ended up going on tour and lost them all, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine how this worked. You know, you suddenly woke up one night shrieking, Eureka, I'll create bottle cap art. <laughs> yes, because that's how I was. I was up late at night a lot painting and just being very creative and happy and dreamy. And I'm still doing it till this day. Oh, gosh, that's hilarious. Okay, now I'm going to go for a complete change of tack here. I would have loved to have aired a couple of cover songs that you recorded, but you never actually officially released them. Be as Bridgie performed Sugar-Coated Poison Apple from MXPX and also Aberdeen's Sinker Float. What was it about those songs that affected you? I think during the time for the MXPX song, I had written the Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. That song just naturally came in my head. So I'm like, hey, John, I was driving one day. What do you think? Let's record this song. John's like, okay, because we're just kind of like, if we have an idea, we just do it. It's fun, right? So that's where that came. And I thought that fit perfectly between where I placed it on the documentary, you know, on my website, thecirclesareforever.com. It just went well. So that's for that. And then for the Aberdeen, we were actually asked to be part of a compilation of the like, covers from Aberdeen. 
It never did get released, but when somebody asks us to do something, we're on it and it's done. So it's just on our website. I did show Aberdeen and they were blown away by John's work. They're like, this is what it would have sound like if we re-recorded it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the person that originally planned that compilation never released it. So, you know, we we just didn't know if it was okay to, to release it ourselves. Yes. I just like putting the songs up. It's really for myself to look back and see how much I've grown and and to share it if anyone likes it. And to actually share the band, too. You've brought up the topic about sharing music. Yes. Be as bridgy is almost impossible to find online. How do people track down your music? Well, they just have to know me or know somebody that knows me. I feel like that's the best way to share it because I'm not really looking to make money off of the music. I'm not looking to go out of my way. It's like whatever comes my way, I will take the opportunity. You mentioned this a little bit earlier about bringing scripture into your music. And I guess that began in 2021. Because you were doing songs like This is an Invitation, Genesis 7. Now that was really, I thought, a fairly major switch. And what was it that brought that out? I mean, effectively, you're plagiarizing the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, what happened in 2019 is I was praying for someone to do the Psalms, and I just couldn't find anyone that I really like enjoyed because everybody does music and they're really talented. And certain music is made for different people, right? Different Mm -hmm. genres that are interested. So I was praying about it and I was singing my own songs and you can see them on the bottom of the Be As Bridgie page on Circles Are Forever. Mm-hmm. And so I was singing with a little microphone. I bought my daughter and I was just reading through the Psalms, five Psalms and one proverb a day through the month. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make up my own songs. I don't have anybody to write music for me, but I'm just going to sing and record on my phone. So I did that. And those are the original recordings. And so Indie Vision Music, they ended up writing a review on poor Bishop Hooper and they were actually doing a three-year plan through Psalms, and they're complete now. They did 150 Psalms. So I asked them, hey, do I have a website, and that kind of is how it started. It was a completely different name. It wasn't I Am A Wall. Um, it was a different idea. But the Lord, as I was reading through the Bible, I was actually going with johncorson.com through the Bible, and it took me like two and a half years to go through with him. Um, it was his idea that he said in the study, you know, you can get through Psalms and Proverbs in a month if you read five Psalms and one Proverbs. I'm like, okay, I'm going to document that on my site. So poor Bishop Hooper, and they're also called Every Psalm, they're documented on um, IamAWall.com. So now I can go through that every month or whatever day I have. I'm not like religiously doing it because it's not about that. If I have a chance, like this month, I am going through it, but last month I didn't. And But then songs come in my mind, and it's like, God, the Lord's speaking to me. And then I have to go look in the Bible. What are you, what are you saying to me, Lord? Okay, you're preparing me for something. So that's how that became. And then so eventually, John, I think he did Genesis 1 first, right, John? Yeah. Yeah, he did Genesis 1. He did his Bible study. 
And then I ended up doing Genesis 3. I did ask a ton of bands to be part of this, but the ones that are up did agree to it. And I'm blessed by what they have done. I can't memorize scripture just saying it, but like singing it, I feel like I could do a little better. Because it's like a little melody to it, you know. And I grew up with Salty, the singing song book. Oh, right. <laughs> so he's, a, he's one of my biggest inspirations for the I Am A Wall also. <laughs> there. Now, John has dated himself. And now, Kim, you've dated yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, some of these Bible-based songs are so short. I mean, it's, it's like a newsflash. I mean, Proverbs yes. 1, verse 7 is just 52 seconds. Then Proverbs 1, yep. verses 2 to 5, just a minute and six seconds. Is it enjoyable just to do a quick tune? Yes, it is. It's so fun, and I want to do more. It's. I feel like it could be like addicting just to do scripture all the time. Well, this is it, because you realize the issue you've created. Because, I mean, now you're going to have to sing your way through the entire Bible. Yes. Like I said, I did not plan this. I I feel like God just led me to it as I was reading through scripture and it was a mess. It wasn't even anything. When I do things, I just throw myself in there and God will just pave the way for me as I read. Like the website name I am a wall is from Song of Songs. Mm -hmm. It's not pointing fingers at anybody. It's like, I'm going to be a wall. I'm going to protect the temple, my body. I am a wall and other people too should be walls also because we're one body. So we're all walls, and the Word of God is for protection for us. God wants us in the Word. We're in a spiritual battle, and we need His Word every day, as poor Bishop Hooper says. And that's why they started making music. And I'm so glad that so many people have been standing up and standing on the rock, you know, standing on Jesus. Is that going to be the future for B as Bridgie, to carry on recording Bible-based songs? Yes, I do want to continue doing Bible-based songs. I, it's like best of the both worlds. I can be creative, and I can use things I've been through with the scripture. Now, these songs, the ones I write, I try to put myself in the position of like being somebody in that story. Some of the other artists will do like a bird's eye view. So it, it's a very flexible thing, and the studies I was doing, I was listening to John Corson study, so I got some of my inspiration from him, and he knows too. Like I linked his um, Bible study links mm -hmm. underneath my on the site now. So I'm just doing a little snippet of the study and what God told me during that time, but I feel like I can have a whole album on one chapter because it's so meaty. You can write so much from just a few verses. Some of the songs, I didn't even sing the whole chapter. There was more to it. At the end, I'm like, oh, I just couldn't think of a way to sing that. I sing on the road to Bethel, but God says, don't stop in Bethel. Go to the land of fatness, of, you know, like richness. And I just couldn't think of how to sing that. So I have the Bible study link under. So if anybody really likes that song, they can do the study and get all of it. Then who are these songs going to affect the most? Is it yourself or is it the listener? I really believe it affects me. As time has gone by, it's been maybe three years that the website has been up. And it really is for me. And it's the person that's doing the Bible study. But we're blessed enough to have some of these people that stood up 
and they're like Joshua's, and they just said, okay, I'll do the song. I, I love people like that, that don't have to spy the land. They just go in there and do it. I'm blown away by everybody that has created a song on there. And some of the songs were actually um, already created that year. I only let new songs in that have been made recently within a year because we don't want old stale bread. We want the new stuff, whatever's happening currently in their life. John and Kim of Be As Bridgie have been here with The Antidote. Well, guys, thanks for making this new uh, musical audio version of the Bible for us. For sure, yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah, thank you, and keep up the good, you know, sharing, you know, other artists.